Hey, thanks for listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope today's message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. Well, good morning. It's good to see you here today. God bless you for being in the house of the Lord. Isn't it good to be in God's house? Man, what, what the presence of the Lord, presence of the Lord is so, so needed in our life. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. I just start today by saying, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Speak to us through your word in Jesus' name. Um, also, if you're, listen, if you're brand new, I just, I have to say this, the Connect Corner is right out there. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, we've got a lot of great things in this church, but sometimes it's, it's hard to walk into a place and know exactly where you need to start. So if you'll just go right back there, if you're ready to, to kind of find out more about the church, that's, that's important. And also, as you heard, we're going to Israel. Uh, if you want to go to Israel, we have an Israel uh, interest meeting. It's going to happen right off the north for you, right over here, right after this service. Are you ready to jump into the Word of God today? All right. Uh, if you will, if you're physically able, do you, I know you just got sat down. But if you're physically able, you mind, let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Let's honor the Lord uh, by, by just standing in His presence, and we'll read the Word together here. Um, we're going to start with Galatians chapter 6. Uh, starting in verse 7, we'll go through down around verse 10. Galatians chapter 6, if you've got your Bibles, I hear a few pages turning. That's always good. You need to bring your Bible to church, y'all. I just, I'm old school enough. I just think that we should, we should bring our Bible to church and learn from the Word together. Amen? Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Verse 8, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, somebody say due season, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen on that. Verse 10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you right now and we just confess to you that apart from you, we can do nothing. I ask you, Lord, that you would help guide me today. Let me say, Lord, what you want me to say, nothing more, nothing less. I pray, Father, that in this message to that person that walked in devastated, to that person that walked in hurting, I pray, God, that you would minister to their soul, to their heart, whether they hear a word that I say or not. I pray, God, that they would experience the one and only Jesus. I pray today that they would experience you in your fullness in your strength, in your power, and in your might. I pray, God, that today every person that walked in, that mom, that dad that walked in, just feeling just, just helpless and hopeless. I pray, Father, they walk out feeling your hope, the hope that comes from you. I pray, Father, that today you, oh God, would speak to our hearts, no matter if we've been here one day or a hundred years. I pray, God, that you would speak to us in Jesus' name. I know you can, and I know that you will. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Have your way today. In Jesus' name I say, amen and amen. You may be seated. Presence of the Lord. For nine weeks, for nine weeks, we were in a series on the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. How many of y'all, y'all was here for some of that? 
All right, y'all, was, y'all how many of y'all remember some of that? <laughs> how many of y'all remember what you needed the most? Some of that self-control, some of that patience. Uh, listen, that was a great series. And in and, and Galatians 5, it's wonderful to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And it's wonderful to talk about all those things. But I don't know if y'all know this. Galatians 6 comes right after Galatians 5. And it is a continuation of the thought that, was, that, was, that we talked about in the fruit of the Spirit and the things that the outcomes of walking in the Spirit or being led by the Spirit, the outcomes of a Spirit-led life. So Galatians chapter 6 is a continuation. It's a further thought that whatever you sow, that is what you are going to reap, a spiritual fruit. You should be growing spiritual fruit in your life. And that spiritual fruit is all of those teachings that we talked about ending with self-control. Now you will reap what you sow. If you sow in the flesh, you're going to reap a spiritual, you're going to reap things of the flesh, of corruption. And if you sow in the Spirit, you will reap a heavenly reward. Uh, In sowing in the Spirit, you will reap eternal rewards. Or eternal life is what the Bible says and what we just read. And the Spirit-filled life, it is a marathon and not a sprint. You don't plant one day and go out and reap a harvest the next day. It is day after day doing the right thing, making the right decisions, making the right choices in life, and following the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. Because if we sow in the Spirit over the long haul, we just got a promise of the Word that we would reap a harvest if we don't give up. Amen? So today we're going to talk about our choices, our choices today that determine our future harvest. So sowing and reaping. Today is a, today I'm going to take off my preacher hat. I'm going to put on my teacher hat today. And I hope you brought something to write on. Daniel, I see that you have your notepad. You, she's old school. She's got her pen out and she is writing it down. Some of y'all, you take notes on your notepad and that, on your phone and that's fine too. But I want you to write some of this stuff down. This is good stuff. If you'll apply it, this is preaching 103, teaching, teaching 101. Not 103, where'd that come from? This is preaching, teaching 101. Sometimes I have to talk to myself, and y'all do it too, I heard you. But this is about sowing and reaping. Everybody say sowing and reaping. The Bible is full of principles. The Bible is full of applications. And the Bible is full of promises. Now, how many of y'all, y'all like the promises? Ever promise in the book is mine, right? We love singing that song, right? We love singing. I've sang that song all my life. But ever promise is yours if you put the application of the principle in your life. So we look for, when you read the Bible, and y'all, there's some new folks in the room today. You're brand new. If you read the Bible for 15 minutes a day, you will read the Bible through if you're an average reader in one year. Well, pastor, where should I start? I don't care. Just start. Just start somewhere and start reading 15 minutes a day. And at the end of the year, I get a text almost every week from somebody in this house that said, Pastor, you were right. I just finished reading the Bible all the way through. It's the first time I've done that in my life. And I celebrate that. I'm so happy about every one of those texts that I get. If you haven't started, make a, make a, just, just make a decision that you're going to start reading the Bible every day for 15 minutes. It is the best thing you can do. Get in God's Word. Okay, so if you read the Bible, and I'm, I'm sure you are, you're reading the Bible. Y'all reading the Bible? I was waiting on a response. Amen, amen. You're reading the Bible, and when you read the Bible, I want to show y'all how I read the Bible. I read the Bible with 
with a, I'm looking for a principle and I'm looking for a promise and an application that goes with that. So when you're reading the Bible, we're going to take, take two verses today, two complete different thoughts, but they're talking about the same thing. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you a principle. I'm going to show you how to apply it to your life. And if you apply the principle to your life, how many of you know, you get the promise. That's an awesome thing. So here's the how to. Two examples of principles, applications, promises concerning giving. I know y'all are excited today. Yeah, I know y'all are excited today. All excited. Because giving is spiritual. I, the amens are getting lower. And, and lower. Giving is spiritual. And it is. So I want you to take some notes today. It's a note-taking kind of day. Here is your first the first principle, the first principle y'all want you to write down, this is point number one. You will reap what you sow. This is 101. You will reap what you sow. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. That's the principle. The Bible says whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And don't think it doesn't matter. Don't think it doesn't matter because this is a spiritual principle. If you sow evil, you are going to reap some evil. If you sow wickedness, you're going to reap some wickedness. Y'all are catching on. Some wickedness. If you, if, you reap, if you sow some kindness, you're going to reap. If you, if, if you plant and you sow consistently some goodness, what are you going to reap? Y'all are, y'all are smart. When we sow the right seed, we will reap a great harvest. Don't look for a harvest if you haven't planted any seed. Now, y'all, that's brilliant. But that's the way it works in the natural. Kenny and Mary Williams, I don't know if they're here today, but they, 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 have, a, they, have, field, they have hundreds of acres that they plant seeds in. How many of you know you're not going to reap a harvest unless you go out there and plant in the field? It is the same thing in the spirit realm. It's the same thing in, in life. This is, if you sow, if you sow some, some kindness, you're going to get some kindness. That's the way it works. So you're going to reap what you sow. That's number one. For he, this is verse eight. For he who sows to his flesh will also the flesh reap Corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So, number one, what is number one? You will reap what you sow. You're taking notes. Thank you. Here's number two. You will reap where you sow. Here's the application to it. Here's the, you're going to reap what you sow, but here's your application. This is simple one-on-one preaching, y'all. You've got two options. Where are you going to plant. Are you going to plant in the flesh or are you going to plant in the spirit? You can't get a harvest in the spirit if you don't plant in the spirit. This is just as easy as it comes. And when you only engage in the flesh, what you're going to end up finding is you are going to, to plant over and over and over in the flesh. You will find corruption and you will not find eternal life in that way. The Bible says this, he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. If you are walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5, if you're being led by the Spirit, Galatians 5, if you are being led by His Spirit and you are full of His Spirit, you will reap 
everlasting life in the spirit realm. Today, I want you to ask the question of yourself. Here's the question of the day. Are you ready? Evaluate where are you planting? Where are you planting? Because we all make decisions every day. We make decisions on where we spend our money, how we spend our money, what it is that we do with our money. I knew the amens was going to get less and less, and that's why I'm smiling a lot. I'm just smiling a lot today because I don't preach on, I, you, know, I, you know me. I don't, you know, you're going to hear this once a year, one time a year is when you're going to hear this. But the reason why we're doing this is because we're in this kingdom building series. And I don't know if you know this, but if you don't plant in the kingdom, it, the kingdom stops. And, and we, we are the church, right? And the church is the one that plants in kingdom building operations. So that's why we're having this talk today, more of a teaching in this real basic. But how many of you know, if you go to Long John Silver's, and I'm not suggesting anybody go to Long John Silver's because I don't ever, it's a lot of fried food. But if you go to Long John Silver's, it costs less than going to Red Lobster. This is just basic economics, Travis, right? Just basic economics. So if you decide to go and spend all your money on the higher end, I'm not telling you you can't go eat high end places. I, I love me so I, I'm blessed to be able to go to some of those places every now and then. It's, it's nice. But if ever not I go, I'm going to have less at the end of the month. Does that make sense? Okay, so that, that's what I'm talking about right now. We're talking about where we eat, what we eat. Uh, we're talking about where we spend our money on hobbies. It's okay to have a boat. I got a boat. That's okay. You got hobbies. You, you have things that you do. I'm proud for you. You should do that. You should enjoy life. I want you to enjoy life. But if I looked at the, the bank statement every, at the end of the month, I would be able to tell where you put your heart. Yeah, there's a, a few amens and that's okay. This is the truth. This is just the truth. So all those things that we spend our money on in this life, they're temporal. They're gonna pass away. That boat is gonna wear out. And one of these days, the motor's gonna blow up and I hope it's not when I own it. But... <laughs> It's going to give out because that's what things of this earth do. That's what these temporal bodies that we live, these temporal bodies give out. And things of this earth, they're going to pass away. We can either plant in kingdom, in kingdom business, or we can plant in things of this earth. And you will reap where you sow. Now, I really want you to write this down. Somebody, somebody said this a long time ago. I heard this a long time ago. I wrote this down. I wish I had remembered where I heard it, but it's, it's not... It's, it's not original to me. But I want you to write this down. This is so important. If you sow a thought, you will reap an act. If you sow a thought, you'll reap an act. If you sow an act, you will reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you will reap a lifestyle. And if you sow a lifestyle, you will reap a destiny. Y'all getting this? That's good. Are you need it again? Here it comes, coming back at you, Trevor. Here we go. You sow a thought. Listen, you sow a righteous thought, you will sow, you will reap a righteous act. You sow an act, you will reap habit. So a habit, and you will reap a lifestyle. 
And if you sow a lifestyle, you will reap a destiny. Is it in the spirit or is it in the flesh? You will reap a destiny. Evaluate where you sow. All right, y'all taking notes? The principle is you will reap what you sow. That's the principle. Here's your application. You will, you will reap where you sow. That's the application. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If we do not lose heart. Here's the promise that goes with it. So we got the principle. we got the application. Now we have the promise. Here it is. Write this down. Point number three, reaping requires patience. You don't plant one day. Y'all, listen, we, we, want, we want to go and buy a $1 scratch-off ticket and win a million dollars. Y'all are laughing. I've never bought one. Let us not grow weary. Y'all see what I did? I just moved around. Let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season. Everybody say due season. I just feel the spirit of God speaking to my heart right now. There's some people in here. Your due season is due. Your, your due season is due. Y'all know I, I love baseball more than I love football. I watch football. I watched some football yesterday. And I, anyway, let's move on. I love baseball because when the Cardinals are on and there's a player and he hadn't had a hit in like 17 at-bats, I, I look at my wife and I say, he's, he's due. I, he's going, there's going to be a base hit. There's going to be a home run. Something's about to happen because he is due. Why? Because his approach to the plate's right. His swing is right. His timing looks right. He just, he just keeps doing what is right. And if you keep doing what is right, your due season will come due. Some of y'all, your due season is due. It's right. You all just don't give up. Don't, don't quit. Don't quit doing what's right. You know that your due season is due. Don't get frustrated. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Because keep sowing in the spirit. Keep making the right choices in due season. The Bible says you shall reap. It doesn't say you might reap. The Bible says you shall reap. You will reap. God, he's going to work it out. Don't give up. Don't get impatient. Stay patient. Keep doing the right thing. We serve a God, y'all. He can, he can do anything in the right season. You are due. Some of you are due. You've been doing the right thing for, the, for a long time. You're due. I just want to tell you that right now. Don't give up. Therefore, verse 10, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. You have opportunities every single day to make the right choices and to, and to plant and to sow into the right places. Things of this earth and the world or things that are spiritual, things that will never pass away. That's called, Donnie, that's called return on investment. Donnie's a banker, investment banker. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. If I say ROI, how many of y'all, y'all like some ROI? You want to, do you, are y'all awake? You okay? I know there's tension in the room. I know. Y'all just, listen, just let it go. I want some, we want return on investment. That's normal and natural. We should want that. That's, that's good. Return, this is guaranteed. The Bible says it's guaranteed. Every investor, every good investor wants return on investment. That's the promise if you put the application and you don't give up. 
and you're not impatient in due season, you will reap a reward. Amen? Now, that's part one. I'm doing good. I got to this point in the first service, and I only had two minutes left. I got a few minutes left. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, that's part one, and now this is part two. So if you're taking notes, I had point one, point two, point three, right? Okay. Now, I've got point one, point two, point three in the second part. It's like you're getting a twofer. This is two messages in one, but this is the same principle. It's the same application, and it is the same promise. I'm going to show you in two different places. So I want you to turn in your Bible, 2 Corinthians 9. We're going to look at a few verses here. This is the spiritual significance of giving. If you'll look at this, Paul, let me give you some context because it's not good to just like take one point from one, you know, out of scripture and just, it's not good to do that. You got to know the context, but the context is basically the same here. Okay. And I'm going to prove that to you. I'm going to give you the backstory. So you know what's going on in 2 Corinthians 9. How many want to know the backstory? So I'm not just like jumping around giving you something that don't apply. This applies. Here's your backstory. Paul, he's writing to the church at Corinth and he's going to tell them the same principles of seed time and harvest. He's going to show that they're sowing and reaping, that there's outcomes. The fruit will be growing in your life if you do the right thing. This is what he's going to do. All right, so here's your context. Paul, he's writing to this church at Corinth. They had promised to help this, this other church that was not doing so well. They're, they're, they were poor. They were needy over in Macedonia. They're in uh, in Macedonia, and, and they were promising to help them. They, they had sent, and they said, we're going to help you. We're going to send an offering because y'all are struggling so bad, and we are going to help, and we're going to send an offering. So Paul's making an appeal to this church uh, at Corinth that made the promise to send an offering, okay? That, that's, that's what's happening in this, in this context. So I want, you to, I want you to read with me right here, 2 Corinthians 9. Look at this, verse 1. Now concerning the ministering to the saints, it is... It is Superfluous, superfluous. He's saying, I know I don't need to remind you. I know I don't need to remind you about this. Verse 2, for I know your willingness about which I boast of you to the Macedonians that Achaia was ready a year ago and your zeal has stirred up the majority. What he's saying is, I told the folks, the needy, the, the people, the poor people down at Macedonia, I told them that y'all was going to take an offering. That's what he's saying. Verse 3, he's saying, look, they got excited about the offering because they, they need it. All right, y'all with me so far? Verse, verse 3. Yet I've sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this respect, that... As I said, you may be ready, lest if some Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. What he's saying is, y'all, I bragged on y'all. I told, I told the needy people that y'all were sending an offering, and I know I don't need to remind you of this, but I don't want to get there and you're not prepared. That's what he said. I don't, I don't want to get there and, and you're not prepared to give this offering. Verse five, therefore, I thought it, at first he said, I know it's not necessary. I know I, I, know I don't have to tell you all this, but therefore I thought it necessary <laughs> to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and to prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, don't forget that, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity. Everybody say generosity. That it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a, 
grudging obligation. He's saying, I'm writing to you ahead of time because I'm gonna bring some brothers with me. From, there were gonna be Macedonian brothers and we told them you was gonna, we were gonna take an offering here and you was gonna give it to them to take back to the people who were hurting. And he says, I, I don't wanna get there and you're not ready and you're not prepared because it would look bad. It would really look bad. Hey, I don't wanna show up to your church and you left your checkbook in the car. Or your phone, it will text everybody except it don't have an 84321. I, I don't wanna get there and you're not prepared to give. Don't do this out of grudging obligation. He's pointing to the heart right here. I want you to see this. I want you to do this out of generosity and not grudgingly or sparingly. Don't do it with an attitude of being a tightwad. Okay, you don't believe me. Okay, here's the principle. Verse six, here's the principle. This is, this is point one on the second message today. Y'all went to church twice today. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Here's your principle. Point number one, second message of the day. You will reap what you sow. Why are you laughing? Oh, that was a point one from the previous message. It's the same thing. Look at this. I looked up sparingly. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Sparingly, if you look it up in the Greek, it basically means stingy. Tightwad today. How about this? It means giving what is left over. After, if you sow with leftovers, what you're gonna reap is, how many of you wanna reap leftovers? I, I don't want to reap left. I want, I want to give with an act of generosity, with the right heart. Here's the principle. Here's the principle is that you're going to reap what you sow. Now, don't get mad at me. Don't get upset at me. I'm just teaching you the Bible. This is what we're doing. We're talking about the Bible. This is what the Bible says, okay? And this isn't the lottery. This isn't the lottery. You're going to reap what you sow. Pastor Chad gave me a great, here's a sub point. Point, point one is you're going to reap what you sow. And, and sub point to point number one, he gave me a good one this week. And I, I forgot to put it in my notes, but I just remember. You're going to reap more than you sow. That's a good one. It's not on the board, but I, I wish it was. He who sows bountifully, everybody say bountifully, will also reap bountifully. So you will reap what you sow. You will reap more than you sow. You will reap what you sow. That's good. Now, if you look up the word bountiful, or you look up the word, the Greek word of eulogy. How many of y'all know what a eulogy is? I do a lot of funerals. This past week I did a funeral with somebody I know very, very, very well. In fact, she lived her life for the Lord. I had to cut out an hour of content. We could have sat and talked and told stories about her life, of how she lived her life for the Lord. Y'all want me to do your funeral? Please give me something to work with. But I, you're laughing, but I'm telling you, for Miss Tammy Ray, we could have talked, talked for hours about her living to the Lord. That eulogy was a bountiful eulogy 
toward her, toward somebody who had passed away and gone on to glory. Y'all, she's in heaven today with Jesus. The reality of this is that heaven is real. Speaking for someone who died, this is a eulogy. I want you to watch this. When you give bountifully, not grudgingly or sparingly, when you give bountifully, this is what you're doing. You're speaking a eulogy for someone who has died. Some of y'all, some of y'all catching this, you're, you're already ahead of me. Your giving is a relationship. Your giving is a reflection of your relationship with Jesus Christ, of what he's done for you, of how you live for him. It's your beautiful, bountiful blessing it, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes of what you believe and who has died for you. Your giving, your giving has a direct relationship, direct reflection of your relationship. And I want, and I want to just stop for a minute. Listen, y'all remember this. He died for your sins. He died for my sins. You once were dead. But now you are fully alive. You will be. And he went to make a place for us in heaven. And, he, and we're going to live with him in eternity forever. He, he got you. He pulled you out of the miry clay. And he set your feet upon the rock. He, you once, I once was lost, but now I am found. He died for me. He spilled his blood for me. And I am so thankful. And because he did that, my eulogy to him, it's going to speak volumes because of my relationship with him. I give not grudgingly. I give not sparingly. I give a bountifully, a bountiful, beautiful harvest blessing I give. I just give to him. That's what we do. So here's the application. Give with purpose. Verse 7. So let each one gives as he purposes, where? In his heart. This is, this is a heart deal, y'all. This is a heart relationship right here. Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. You know, a preacher one time he used to say, and he hateth a tightwad. Pastor Holden used to say that all the time. And listen to this, verse eight. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. I'm not going to give grudgingly. I'm not going to give out of necessity. I am going to give cheerfully, the right posture, with the right attitude, with the right thoughts in mind that says, God, you've done so much for me. How could I not give generously and give cheerfully towards you? It's not about the money. It is about your attitude toward it. We don't preach this every week, y'all. I hope you know this. If you're brand new here, this first time here, we don't do this all the time. We just do this like once a year. It is about your spirit and your attitude. So here's the promise. Verse 8. I hope you're going to get excited about this because this excites me. And God is able. Some of y'all got that. Listen, there's the principle, there's the application, but here's the promise, y'all. Check this out. God is able. Some of y'all, some of y'all are getting it. Listen, the promise is God is able to do what? I'm glad you asked. To make all grace abound towards you that you, having all sufficiency in all 
things may have an abundance for every good work. The promise is God is able, and he connects that with the previous thought of how you give. If you give cheerfully or if you give out of grudgingly, if you give cheerfully, he says, I'm able. I'm able to make all grace abound for you. That you, talking about you, Doug, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about all y'all. Southern, all y'all. This is to make all grace abound toward you, that you having all sufficiency in all things, that you will have an abundance. An abundance. That's the promise of the return on investment. It's a guaranteed deal. It's a promise. That's a promise in the Word of God. Y'all, for five decades, and there's a... There's people that they've been sowing into the kingdom in this house for over 50 years. And there's some people that y'all were, you were here in the the 70s when this thing started. I'm looking at some people, they're nodding their head. You've been given all your life and you've been building the kingdom. This is a kingdom building series. We make no apologies about this because we are going to sow into the things of the kingdom. We're building the kingdom right here in Fort Smith and around the world. Literally thousands of people have been saved, have been baptized here, marriages turned around. All kinds of wonderful things have happened in people's families and in their lives. Children grow grow up and now they're adults and they got their own kids in the church. And now they got their grandkids in the church. And this church has been feeding good seed and been planting good seed and good soil for a long time. And that's what, for over five decades, that's what your church has been doing and we see a return on investment God has been so good to this house we're making spiritual investments last week if you weren't here please go and watch that message go back and watch that message we talked about all the initiatives all the things that we're going to do this year with God's help with God's help we can't we can't do anything without God's help apart from him we can do nothing this is his deal men build buildings and men build corporations but God builds a church but he uses people to do it thanks again for listening today if you want to know more about our church find us on social media or visit harvesttime.net see you next time